Welcome to a special episode of My Relationship with Money series. We will explore how our guest expert evolved his relationship with money. We will consider the early stages as a little kid during his high school age, then after his first full-time job or business to now. Integrity, unity, wholeness, honesty, ethics, and morals. These are words I can relate to our guests. What makes him special is that he is someone with integrity and he, and he is dedicated to his work. He used to be a top performing branch manager at a major bank. Now I know him as a mentor. He is currently a regional vice president at Mortgage Alliance. Please welcome David Giritz. Thank you, Aaron. I really appreciate it. Uh, great to be here today. I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so let's start with who you are and tell us about your current roles. Yeah, absolutely. I'm currently a regional vice president with uh, Mortgage Alliance. So I have the pleasure of uh, working with mentoring a team of mortgage brokers uh, and agents and team leaders. We have different relationships with uh, with our brokers. Um, great role. It just gives me a lot of uh, freedom, flexibility to work with you guys, work with great entrepreneurs like yourself and everyone else. Um, so, you know, I get to help them, you know, to build and grow their business, get started or take their business to the next level. Um, at Mortgage Alliance, we work with a lot of industry, other industry stakeholders and professionals. We work a lot with, I was on the board of directors with Mortgage Professionals Canada for four years, which is an amazing learning experience working alongside some of our industry's uh, awesome leaders. So that was probably one of the best uh, highlights of my career for sure. Um, but yeah, it just gives me uh, a lot of freedom, you know, at Mortgage Alliance for a very flexible you know someone like both of us became from the banking world and you know you're there for a long time you meet great people it's a great place to learn but you're like hey you know what i think there's something more out there i want that next level um and you know i've been able to come to say as people move on uh it's just to see them grow and do more and have more flexibility to be a business owner so you know i think that's one of the things i really enjoy is helping people build and grow their business become a good person um you know good parts of the community you know community involvement is very important to us as well um so yeah that's uh, a bit of what, what i do perfect well Thank you again for, for being here. Now, in our, in our series, we're, we're basically focusing on money and your relationship mm -hmm. with, uh, with money. What is your first memory about money? You know, it's, it's a really good question, you know, and, and I think sometimes people ask, okay, what was your first job? And, you know, I was lucky or maybe a bit unlucky. Um, uh, we grew up, we have um, a family apple farm in St. George. Um, so I would uh, go with my uncle and my dad to the Kitchener Farmer's Market and I would help them sell apples. And, you know, you, you learned at a very, I think I started when I was seven or eight years old, um, uh, you know, to have a good relationship in terms of, you know, meeting people. And I was able to, you know, talk to people with different types of apples and just uh, I was felt it very comfortable, right? So it's kind of led to me being in this role today, uh, you know, you like talking with people. Uh, so I was quite young and I was, I was earning an income, right? So I was able, um, you know, to buy my own stuff and that. Unfortunately, when I was younger, I probably didn't have the best relationship with money. You can say maybe I didn't like it because I kept spending it. So <laughs> I would, uh, oh, what's the way I want my first shoes. So, you know, I'd buy GI Joes and Transformers and stuff. And um, so, yeah, you know, that was probably my first relationship because I was quite young and I was able to have uh, a job. So I was able to, you know, kind of learn from a young age to go out and, you know, uh, save for something and get up and, you know, and, uh, you know, I was able to save for stuff. But uh, I, when I was younger, no, my relationship, I was, I like to spend money. So that was unfortunately probably led me into my career because I had, um, you know, I wasn't the greatest with money in my younger years. So you got to learn some great lessons that I get to now pass on to people when we're giving them advice, right? 
So who was your, let's say, first teacher of, about money? Would it be your parents or anybody um, specific? A bit of my parents, yeah. Um, probably I, I had some really, I, I was lucky younger, and when I was young, I started off working, uh, one of my first part-time jobs, I worked in the pros department at Zares, and had some really good, uh, made some older friends. And it was good for me at the time at that age because I was maybe 23, 24, and they were like, you know, almost 30. And really taught me about money and saving and, and getting for a house and not being an idiot and just being a, you know, I was young a little bit soon. So it was good to see, oh, wow, okay, these guys are doing it this way. Okay, you got to save this much. And I had a couple of really good guys that were quite good and smart and astute investors as well. So I was able to say, hey, you know, and they were, it's a good time for me to have, it's one thing for your parents to do it, but when you have your friends and your peers can show you that, I think that, that really started me down the right path of having a much better relationship with uh, my finances right, and getting it under control. And, and I can honestly say too, is even younger life, like, you know, you get married too, it's, it's a good thing because when you're single, you go spend what you want, but now you're accountable to someone else. Right, so I think that my wife, uh, you know, and both of us had, uh, you know, we weren't the greatest with money when we were younger, but when you're accountable to someone else, it's different, right? So I think it's that that's kind of helped things uh, to make me more accountable. As my wife and I, we have a rule: it's anything over five hundred dollars, we consult each other, right? So that's kind of our rule: it's anything over five hundred bucks, we're not going to go out, and so I'm not going to show up one day with a car and say, "Honey, look what I bought." No, it doesn't work that way. So uh, we try to. I think that's helped helped me out when I was younger too. Now, looking back when you were in high school. Mm -hmm. What, did you get an allowance? No, because I always worked, right? Because I was able, all, like my dad was also a landscaper too, so I would also work with him. Um, or I'd go to the farmer's market, right? So I was always earning an income. So I never quasi had a, um, an allowance because I was always working. So, you know, and I think it was good for me because working in landscaping and even like on the farm too was great because it really motivated me to go to school because <laughs> you realize how tough it is to do those jobs, right? So it's, it's a very, very tough job. So for me it was, but it was a great learning experience to be able to do a really tough, hard day's work. Um, you know, and it gives you that good work ethic, right? Which is I think no matter what field you get into, you, you know, if you don't have a good work ethic, it's not gonna matter, right? So I think that was, uh, that helped me. Now, obviously you were, you were in high school, you were working part-time, mm -hmm. you were earning some money. Was there, was there a, a, a purchase or a splurge that you can think of back in high school that, that uh, you made? I think one, my very first thing I saved up for is actually the one year um, when I was like, I think 14, 15, it's like early 90s hockey, baseball cards were very, very, it was a big push. So actually I would actually go to, I would sell them at, at, at um, uh, different hockey card stores. And so I would go to the one flea market actually in St. George, I did that all summer and I saved up to get a JVC Ghetto Blaster. And it was like when CD players were first coming out, I wanted it and I saved up all of it and I, and I was able to, to purchase it right at the time. It was probably like 800 bucks, which is expensive. Um, so that was really a good, for my first thing I learned to really save up for and want. It's funny thing, actually I still have it. It's kind of quasi works, which is crazy. Um, but I think I just kept it because it was like the first thing I really, you know, uh, chose to, to build up and uh, to, you know, to, to have a, a goal, I guess you could say. Well, that's that's one of the main reasons for money, right? So mm -hmm. it's something that you can save, something that you can invest, but more importantly, to to acquire stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and and no different than you in the early years, we, you know, there was always a goal to buy something a JVC for sure. Yeah, <laughs> classic. Oh yeah, that's classic. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Um, like the top loading uh, CD player too. So yeah, it was really old school. So what was your so from high school? You, I'm assuming you're working part time to mm -hmm. finish um, college, university. Mm -hmm. um, what was your first full-time job? First full-time uh, would have been at, the, well, technically full-time, well, technically I, for one summer I worked full-time as a produce manager okay. uh, at the time for IGA. So that was technically my first full-time. I was worked part-time. 
Uh, and then after that, then working, I started at Scotiabank as a, a PBO, a personal banking officer out of, out of oh. university. So that was my first career job, I guess you'd say. Um, I did one summer as a, as a full-time uh, produce manager, but then I went back to school and just finished and then I started my career. And it's funny because I remember getting my first full-time job, like when I was at the bank, I'm like, oh, because when you're part-time, it's great. Oh, I'll work two days, I'll have three days off, it's fine. Then you're actually working full-time, it's like, darn, you have nothing, I'm gonna have to work full-time forever now, <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> so I remember thinking, oh, it's kind of depressing, but it's life, right? But it was uh, interesting, uh, like making that transition from part-time into to full-time, right? So from somebody that's you know working part-time in high school, working in IGA, to mm -hmm. somebody that's working at the, at the bank, I'm assuming you had to level up your understanding of money. You had to have a better grasp on, uh, I guess, a slew of different products, anywhere from savings, investments, credit, and, and everything. How did that happen? How did well, that occur? Well, the thing is, like, it's funny. I always knew it, and it's, it's boring. I, I wanted to be something in banking, right? Because um, I got, and I was like, it's so weird. When I was, uh, I think, seven years old, I was a ring bearer for my cousin's wedding, and she gave me a pen set. Right, and I'm like, I'm gonna put that on my desk. I actually, when I, I now still have it, it's actually on my desk. And I'm like, I want to be in business in some sort of way. So that was kind of my thing. Um, but you know, through my like mid twenties, yeah, was I great with money? No, I wasn't. <laughs> so um, so it, it took me probably like 27, 28 when I started really figuring out when I got into into the role in banking and stuff and seeing what could happen. And it really was a good ionic experience for me to say, hey, this is how you got back on, right? This is how you get back on track. This is how you save for your retirement, how you save for a house. Um, you know what? So it's that kind of taught me and you know, a couple of times I'm like, oh crap, you know, I, I, and I got into it, I'm like, oh, you need to get your, you know, get your socks in order here. It's, uh, so it was a really good learning experience um, for me to, to get to that point saying, oh crap, if I'm gonna keep going down this path, this is what can happen. And I had a good person at the bank show me, hey, you know, you're here now, you need to get this because this if you keep spending the way you do, this is gonna get worse, right? So it was a really good learning experience for me. Then of course, you know, at the bank, you take all the financial courses and stuff too. So you get on okay, how to save, how to, how to budget. Um, you know, and I think budgeting for me was a really, big thing in terms of setting up a budget you know how much can you spend every week you know like a question that i was asked and like well how much after you get paid how much do you have left to spend i didn't know that right and it's a good question for all of us like how much do you have to have in your bank account every month to make to, to pay your bills and it's and i thought oh i didn't know that so now like i'm anal i have spreadsheets i track everything and it just you know i do every six months i do a spreadsheet i track my net worth to see where things are going so i'm very anal with it but if you don't track it um, it can get out of hand, but for me it was just, you know, seeing what other people were going through. And it was also a good experience for me too, being in banking saying, hey, I've been there, I was, I've had debt, this is how you can get out of it, right? So I was able to empathize with people more, so I think that's kind of what motivated me to get into this because I was one of them um, that, you know, struggled. And a lot of people struggle. Budgeting is, is hard for everyone, right? You know, and especially, uh, you know, with the pandemic, people are, you know, are struggling with it more, but it's a, it's, it's a good thing now, and I think in school they're trying to teach it more because, you know, and like I had no idea how a credit card worked, and well, I did, but um, I was probably more than others. But most people, like you know, we should be teaching this grade nine. How does bank account work? How do you balance your budget? You know, what can happen? And we were talking even before about I, like I was able to mess up at a young age, but if this was today, and I was in that case, like I was still able to buy a house when I was 24 and had debt, right? You know, I worked full time. I also had a part time job, but there's no way I, in this market I would be able to get a house. Right, and it's just uh, so that is I'm trying to you know educate younger people and saying unfortunately you guys don't have as much leeway as we did back in the day, right? You know, like I said, like my first house, you know, in 2003 was 155 thousand dollars for a 1400 square foot townhouse. You know, what? 20 years later that house is now 750. 
And the job I had at the time, you know, doesn't pay much more than it did back then. So that's, that's you know, for first-time homebuyers, it's, uh, they have to be, unfortunately, they, they need to be you know, smarter, younger, because there's not as much leeway for them to have that, that mess up. So it's, uh, you, you, feel, you feel tough for kids these days. That's a good point. Now, right now, you're, you're a mentor, you're a leader uh, at, at Mortgage Alliance, which is one of the top biggest uh, mortgage brokerages in, in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, you're an industry expert. You're an expert and a leader. How do you see money now? You know, I, I think it's just I, I have a better relationship with it in total because and I think it's one thing that really taught me is, you know, you can't think, oh, I deserve this. So they say, oh, I'm going to take a trip. I deserve it. I'm going to put on my credit card. Right. And you learn like you know, things are earned, not deserved. Right. So it, it, you really kind of put in place, OK, what can I afford? Do I have money for this? How is this going to affect me long term? What is my goal? When do I, when do I want to retire? Right. When. You know what? So that's just my wife and I are very kind of driven in terms of setting goals and knowing where we're going to go. And it's just, I think it, it just, you know, budgeting helped, right? You know, for like, you know, knowing how much you can spend, where not to spend, um, you know, I've, I've had to work really hard to get to where I am. I did these really, you know, crappy jobs. I, I can see where it is. And maybe I'm just a bit more anal now, just saving more because I don't want to be in that position again, right? So just it's, fear sometimes is good. If you use it in the right way, fear can be good and it can kind of hopefully lead you down hopefully the correct path. Okay, I don't want to go there. I want to stay over here, right? And, and I think even for me too, even for mental health, you know, having debt, um, not being able to make your payments, it can, it can affect your overall health too. So I find, um, you know, now that I have a better relationship and I can, you know, balance myself up more, I'm not as stressed because I remember getting my first house and I still had debt. I was so stressed, right? So it's just, you know, it just helps your overall well-being and, you know, just someone, you have to find different ways, whatever works for you. So yeah, I just think just you know, getting control of it and a lot, a lot of people, they don't want to look at it, but you have to take ownership of it. Okay, where I'm, where I'm at now, how does it work? Um, so yeah, that's that's the thing for me. You know, so it just, uh, our series is about relationship with money. Mm -hmm. I know you're a husband. Mm -hmm. You mentioned a couple of times that mm -hmm. that uh, uh, your wife is obviously um, somebody that's that's great and somebody that you you, you talk about uh, budgets with. But mm -hmm. how how would you say your relationship as a household? Do you have your individual budgets, or is it one budget for yourself and your wife? Was there was there uh, uh, was there any friction at first? Because <laughs> obviously you earn your money, you have your own mm -hmm. income, and, and in all likelihood there might be you know uh, a shirt, or a car, shoes that you might like. But is there how do you incorporate your individual income uh, into basically a household? It's a really good question, and I think so. When we got married, a lot of couples what they do is they have one account, and they just put everything there and they spend their money. Yeah. That to me, does, in my opinion. So what we actually do is, and we have all joint accounts, but I have a bill account, my wife has a bill account, our pays go into them separately, right? And then I have a separate amount of a spending account where I spend from, right? So then every month, every pay automatically, whatever my spending goes into that account. But all our accounts are joint, so we can see everything. But to us, it was just, we found it like, okay, you're going out and spending money from one account, he's going out and spending. So we actually have technically separate, but we're, they're still joint. So we can see them, we can track it, we know what's going on, but my spending account is, is separate from my wife's spending account. And I find it's easier to track stuff. Like we have, like I have probably 15 different bank accounts. Like I have an account so my pay goes in, I have money that goes into a, a gift account for every month for gifts. 
I have a, we have a dog and a cat account. We put money away every month for our dog and cat expenses, right? We have a vacation account. We have, I have like a, a, a account for you. So we have all separate stuff put ahead for all these little things because this way I know it's gonna be allocated, right? And we can track it. And then every, we set up automatic transfers on when our pay goes in. And it, it's, it's, yeah, so technically you could say it's separate, but for us it was just, we found it, okay, you know, oh, Dave's gonna go and spend this. Oh, why'd you, like from one account, we thought that would be a little difficult. Um, so what we do is we have separate accounts, but they're both joint, but I use one primarily, she uses one primarily, um, but if something happens, of course, they're visible to all of us, right? So it's not like um, we both can see exactly what's going on, but we just thought it'd be too hard uh, sharing an account, right? And some people do it and they like it. And, and it's the thing I think of my wife and I, is we're both in finance and we're both type A people, we like control. So one account probably wouldn't be the best thing. So for the benefit of our marriage, probably works out better. So you're, you're able to, to have combined household expenses together, but you have your individual exactly. personal expenses that you can So we have certain things that come out of my account, certain things comes out of my wife's account, and we just kind of split it up that way okay. in terms of what's fair and equitable, in terms of uh, you know what makes sense for me to pay and what makes sense for her to pay. Um, we both have, you know, in terms of joint, like we save quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, we try to be quite, uh, you know, uh, you know, we like to go out and eat and stuff, but, uh, you know, but we're, you know, the only thing we'd ever finance is either a car or a house. Right, it just it, it would not happen. So we would not finance anything other than a car and a house. So that's uh, we're quite lucky to to be that. And we don't now we're in a different situation. We don't have kids, so we should be in a better situation, right? So that's the afforded us and uh, to be in a better situation. Then if someone has kids, of course, it's a different story, right? And the kids are a little bit a little expensive. So <laughs> we have pets that are expensive, but not as much as kids. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. So that works for us. Right? It's, uh, you know, we make everything joint and visible so I can see all her accounts, she can see all mine, but we just use one account for only individual spending and bill payments. Okay, now moving forward, do you still have any future financial goals or, you know, maybe what would, what would a rich life look like for David Garrett's, you know, five, ten years from now? Yeah, like we, well, we have, like, like, you know, goals to pay off our house, you know, so that's uh, we done shortly. And then we have, um, you know, in terms of other long-term goals, I think it would just look at what I would do long-term, right? Something probably, um, you know, what's my wife is very into health and wellness. So, you know, after she's maybe, you know, done with her mortgage career, she may do something in the health and wellness field. That's what she's really passionate about. I'm really passionate with animals. So I may do something uh, with that. You know, it's a, it could be that. I'm also... Uh, into uh, old like Star Wars collectibles and stuff and that. So I have one buddy, he actually uh, has like an online business that he does, so we could do something like that. So that would maybe something after, you know, you, you get all your goals set and who you are for your retirement, it's something that we may want to do. So it's kind of something like that maybe. Now, maybe one last question. Mm -hmm. um, what would you, if, if you had an opportunity to talk to your younger self, mm -hmm. what would you tell the young David Garrett's in high school or when, you know, when you were much younger, what, what would you tell, uh, maybe top three uh, suggestions that you would, uh, financial suggestions that you would have for yourself? Set a budget and stop spending like an idiot, <laughs> basically. Um, I just didn't track, right? So that's, that's the big thing. And it, it, you realize what you, what you track and what you analyze gets, gets done correctly. So I think just not, you know, you know, putting, sticking to a budget, right? And realizing the implications of buying that stuff. Or I was young, I liked nice cars and stuff too. So I'd fix up cars and you'd spend, money on car rims and stuff for your, yeah, just prioritizing. And you're young and you have to make mistakes. So, you know, it, it happens to all of us, but I think it's just, you know, what's a priority, 
right? What, what, you know, how's that going to affect you getting a house in your long term? And sometimes when you're young, you don't see how this can affect you. And I, I, I can speak from experience. It took me, you know, a few years to, to get back into a good financial footing, right? Where it took a lot of extra work, a lot of extra hours that um, on, I had to take off to, to pay off that stuff, right? So it was a, it was a good lesson to learn. And, and I think I would really tell myself, you know, just look at, you know, look at your budget. Does this make sense? Uh, you know, just take your time. You don't have to have everything right away. Um, you know, and it's, it, it will come in time, but just, I think, paying attention to, you know, what's your budget, and, you know, you have to realize, okay, I don't have money for that, your credit card is not, it's not your pay, right, so that's, it, but again, it was a very good lesson for me to learn that, um, when you learn the hard way, right, so, yeah, yeah no, I, I would say that for sure. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Um, I know there's a lot of personal things that you've been able to, to share with us. Um, I guess we now know that, you know, looking at where you are today, you wouldn't have thought that, that you would have had scenarios where you, you would have fallen or you would have made mistakes, but I guess that's all part of learning. We, we all have to, you know, buy the car or buy the boom You box. have to make that stupid <laughs> mistake, right? You're like, what am I doing, and right? That's, and, that's and, that's, and that's part of growing up, right? And unfortunately, you know what, you can tell someone in any situation, but until they want to believe it or they want to own it, it's not going to happen, right? So everyone comes to that at a different point. Um, some don't, um, you know, and we and that's part of our job, right? We're here to help people to get them on that, and that's why I think maybe I'm in this. Is, is it's nice to? There's nothing better than helping someone to come over money issues. They say the two yeah. biggest worries in mice are, are you know, love and, and money, right? We can help with one of them, so you know, that's a, it's a, it's a good thing to have. Well, thank you again.